Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Dan K Show Presents. And what are we presenting exactly this week? Well, coming hot off the heels of our last interview with Bob Mainhart and Jim Hunt, two of our league executives, two of the people behind the scenes making sure the ship is sailing straight, we grabbed the captain. We grabbed Commissioner Bob Turo, who was nice enough to carve out some time in his very busy schedule to talk to us. But before we talk to Bob Turo, I must first introduce a man into the podcast who was beaten by Bob Turo on the golf course when Bob Turo only had a driver in his hands. That man is Dan Kay. Dan, welcome to the show. Yeah, you, you are right about being beaten by Commissioner Bob Turo on the golf course. I I, Lucas, I didn't live up to what I needed to play like on that day. And, you know, it's, it's such a, such a fickle beast, the game of golf. We can, we can get in the golf course. We can have the round of our life and we can get in the golf course and we can, we can leave some to the imagination. And, and that was, that was, I was right in the middle of those two, you know, the putter, the putter let me down. The putter let me down. The fact that commissioner Turo probably putted better with his driver on the day than I putted with the actual flat stick is an issue, but what I will tell you is is the information, the, the fun we had, the, the the it all was it all was an incredible time out in the golf course. We got to be with the Stroke Brothers, Garrett and Brett of the Tampa Bay Juniors, an organization that I know Lucas has championed for years, and and I'll shout at the top of any mountain about how great the, of a job they're doing down there in the new the new city of hockey, Champa Bay. And Lucas, Commissioner Bob Turrell sits down with us before we talk with him, before we get into it all. And before I bring up the golf event, um, I, I got to talk about just how much fun has it been kind of working with Bob? This has been this has been an incredible opportunity for me. I know for me, I use the word genuine a lot because I think it's important in this junior hockey world. I think there's so much so much money flying around. There's so much time that we put in the investment from our parents, from our players, from our families, from the age of two on, from learn to skate all the way through the junior level. It's so large now that. It's important to understand that the people behind the scenes are genuine, and that's just what Commissioner Bob Turo is. And it's been it's been an absolute blast getting to, getting to know him and getting work. Yeah, I mean it's it's really been. I think we were talking about this a little bit last week while I was down in in Florida visiting you and, and getting some work done. We talked about how fast the summer went for us. You know, normally we you know everyone says oh the summer dog days of summer everything gets a little slower, but you know with all the work we've we've been doing with all the work we've been doing with Bob Turo and with other league staff to, to, to get ready for the season. I mean, it, it just flew this summer. Absolutely <laughs> flew by for me. I, I know it did for you as well. Yeah. I still got a million things I got to get done. Lucas. I'm like, at the, I'm at the back end of it here. I'm supposed to be on the back nine. I'm still playing the fifth hole when it comes to all the work I got to get done to get this season up and underway. But ladies and gentlemen at home, I, I tell you right now, there is there's there's no organization that cares more about your player, about your experience throughout this whole thing from from bottom to top, whether it's our youth and midget players kicking things off this weekend with the Liberty Weekend event coming up in Wayne, New Jersey, Foxborough, Mass. Or you're you're one of the junior players right now in, in training camp or getting ready to head out. There is just such a genuine care for this product and such a passion. Everybody behind the scenes top to bottom, from, from the folks signing the checks in the finance department, from the folks putting the schedule together, George Kelly and that group there, Josh Boyd, who I don't understand how anybody 
can do as much work as he does in a day. I mean, I am just trying to keep up and just tone along. I feel like I'm I'm on skis, Lucas, and I and I'm bad at water skiing behind the boat that is Josh Boyd. And it is going to be, we say USPHL to the moon, we say Dan Casher to the moon. I don't know if the moon's enough this year. I think that I think the stars are in trouble. Yeah, I mean the the visual of you water skiing while Josh is driving the boat. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I I don't know if you are a water skier. Something tells me that maybe not so much. Have you ever water skied? I have. I'm bad at it. Um, my ankles, I would say if I were to compare my current ankle state after years of, of physical abuse from, from playing sports at a, at a reasonably high level, um, I am now the equivalent of a newborn giraffe atop of the water. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, a lot of skis going in multiple directions. There's a lot of, uh, it's a real multiverse of movements and it's a problem for me. And I think I've retired the water skis and I've moved to like the big ducky rafts. I think that's where I live now behind the boat. If it's not a giant raft, it's not going to have Dan Casio, the Dan Casio board. You know what? I, I completely agree. My 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 left knee is old lefty, as they call it, is uh, is definitely not in water skiing shape. Um, but I tell you what, I think we're getting back in show shape here, Dan, because you and I played four rounds of golf in five days and we felt great. We felt it's incredible. My knee's not hurting. My back's not hurting. Everything's ready to rock. Uh, we were playing through. Uh, Lucas learned the weather down there in Florida. I've learned it now. It's a tropical storm every day this time of year. It's the rainy season, as I was told. And we were out there, Lucas, uh, 40 mile per hour wind gusts, rain, rain whipping around, just dotting the I's and crossing the T's around the greens. An incredible time out there in Florida, getting our golf game ready and getting ready for this USPHL season. The USPHL is ready to go. I can't wait. Lucas can't wait. And I will wait no longer to talk to the commissioner of the best brand in U.S. junior youth and midget hockey. It is Commissioner Bob Turo. This is the Dan K Show. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of Dan K Show presents with Commissioner Bob Turo. How are you doing today? It's pretty good. We're excited about starting the season after having um, uh, a trying but wonderful season last year. And uh, everybody's excited. We have teams starting up uh, playing games this weekend uh, at the midget and youth level and uh, players are rolling in at the junior level right now. So it's, it's all happening right now. So it's exciting. Now, Commissioner Turo, I had Lucas start this because I, I felt like I was going to come in with too much energy. We're talking to the commissioner. This is this is royalty, right? Hockey royalty. So we didn't want to start with me screaming at you. But we look at last season. You just brought up, right? The You come in. It's your first year. You take the reins amidst the most one-of-a-kind season in the history of sports for everybody throughout the sporting world. You're, you're navigating it all. We get Hub City up and running in Tampa. You, you get through to the championship games, right? And, and we're able to do it safely, concisely, and creatively to get to the finish line. 
What is that like? Were you were you excited to take on that challenge? Was it scary? I mean, what's that moment like when you come in, you take the reins of this great league, and you're working through it all? Well, I really didn't know what I was getting into as <laughs> as the COVID cases continued to go up. But I, I think it is really appropriate to look backwards before we start looking forwards for this year. And um, we have to, again, take a look at the great job that Richard Gallant did for seven years as the commissioner of the USPHL to grow this league from cradle to college, as you say, but also grow it from border to border and sea to sea. Without Richard uh, and his leadership, I'm, I'm not sure that that happens. Secondly, our staff, uh, we, they, they're just incredible. I mean, Richard put together a great staff that for the most part, I've inherited this year, and they really, truly made it all happen. Uh, was the hub great? Oh, my God, it was incredible. I mean, that's something that those hockey players will remember for the rest of their life. And it was a way that we could, as you mentioned, safely get through our season. But there were lots of teams that weren't in the hub, teams that barely played any home games, some teams that didn't play any home games. Uh, and yet we all found a way – um, to get last year done. And what a year it was. Uh, NHL draft day was a record number of picks for us, a record number of Division One commitments last year. And then, of course, we have players at the uh, premier and elite level moving on to get their education and still play hockey at the D3 and the ACHA level in, in record numbers. And, of course, that's you know, truly what our league is all about. It's it's the pathway to college. And that pathway is paved, again, by, was paved by Richard Gallant, our staff. And of course, I have to mention our, our members across the country who really were on the front lines last year, uh, battling COVID, making sure that we got games done so we could get it to the finish line. And here they are with very little rest going at it again this year to uh, recruit their teams, all trying to put championships teams together at every level um, so that they too can have, uh, as the league has, a successful year. So it, um, it's been overwhelming. Um, but when you have the team that I have in place and the owners that we have in place, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, and you talk about Richard Gallant. I mean, you look at the Dan K show. We we pitched about 30 names for this show, and, and Richard goes, he, he's just that Dan K guy. Just why don't you call it the Dan K show? And that's how we got the show name. That's it. Really? You know, the Dan K guy. Who's this guy in the crazy suit that wants to make podcasts, right? And we look the amount of work that that he put in to get this thing to where it is, and now you put it in the capable hands of yourself, Commissioner Turo, and you look at it, you, this is what we're excited about, right? We use the word Lucas and I genuine a lot. And, and it's it's hard to find genuine all the time in the sporting world. We're always looking for results. We're a results-oriented business. And the bottom line with what I'm loving in, in the way your leadership has taken over here is watching just the care in every commitment, in every player's journey, in every organization's path. Talk about just what's it like, you know, dealing with – you might deal with a team in Southern California one day – a team in Maine the next, a team in, team in Florida the next day. I mean, what's it like navigating and, and learning about just the great landscape of this nationwide league? So I'll back up just a second. 
Uh, it was a treat on NHL draft day to text the three players that were drafted from our league. Yep. Um, I wasn't going to call them because I figured, you know, all their friends, relatives, and, and everybody else was going to uh, inundate them that day. But it was um, very rewarding uh, to hear back from the players with, a, with how grateful they were um, to play in the league. To the point about it being a border-to-border and sea-to-sea league, Every little area is unique. Um, just from something as simple as scheduling a meeting. When you want to schedule a meeting at nine o'clock Eastern, you have to remember that it's six o'clock Pacific. <laughs> so, you know, it, I mean, just little things like that. But every every league has their little uniqueness. Um, some of our teams don't play to a lot of fans. Others do. Um, and it's it's just very interesting to see how all the teams are put together in whether it be like a traditional hockey area like the Northeast or non-traditional hockey areas like Florida or in the Carolinas. Um, Everybody goes about their business in a different way, but yet at the same time, we're all united under one banner. And and that's it, man. And you look at it, you look at this, this, the professionalism coming into play, the work being put in in the offseason. You talk about the team that brings this league together, that, that's working alongside you in the league office. It's it's an absolute pleasure to just see, again, I will continue to harp on the word, the genuine nature of it all, to the point where Lucas and I, I mean, we we, did, we thought we'd have to twist your arm, but we're, we're getting that, that commissioner message each week out there, and it's why we're on the podcast with you today here on a Wednesday on the Dan K show presents junior hockey. And can you talk to us about just, I mean, how excited are you to have that, that nice message, whether it be a graphic about some of the incredible accomplishments around the league, maybe a video from yourself or, or a quote about the great accomplishments of what I call the best brand in U S junior youth and midget hockey. And how excited are you to talk to the people on that platform as well? Well, I'm more excited about having you guys on board full time, quite frankly. Um, uh, One of the things that we really wanted to do this year was tell our story as to in a better way um, to all the players and parents out there as to how we could truly become their pathway to college. So whether it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok um, or whether it's the new website that our membership has been waiting for for a bit that we're working on right now in order to tell that story, whether it be a commitment, whether it be something that a team is doing in the community. Um, we just wanted to up our game as far as storytelling goes so that the next group of recruits, when they have to make their decision as far as where they're going to play hockey and who can best get them to the next level that they want to get to, there's no question that, uh, it's the USPHL. Let me turn that door on. <laughs> See, this is what being a commissioner is like, folks. It's like being a, it's like being a hockey insider. The phone doesn't stop ringing. The, the people don't stop coming to you with the questions. And, and, and you got to have those answers ready for them. Ready to go. We're back up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, we've, uh, Commissioner, we've certainly gotten the, from 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 you, the, the 1 a.m. phone call, the 3 a.m. email. You are... You are working around the clock right now to make sure that that things are, are going off with uh, as close to without a hitch as possible. Um, now, 
we've talked a little bit about so far about, you know, what we'd like to see coming out of this year and, and a lot of the ways that, you know, you both yourself, Dan and I, league staff, Josh Boyd are trying to help these players get seen, get noticed uh, and head on to the next level. But I mean, you've had, you've had a number of years in and around hockey and, and the development of these young hockey players. What can some of these players do for themselves right now and, and throughout the season to help them get noticed and to help them improve themselves to be the best hockey player they can be? Well, I think it starts away from the arena. I think it starts in the classroom. Um, the higher your grades are, the more people want you. I mean, it's a combination. Of, they call it a student athlete for a reason. Um, you know, these schools, while they want great hockey players, they also want students. So, I mean, the first thing that any student athlete can help themselves with is by getting better marks and keeping themselves on a path where every academic uh, institution is available to them. And you do that by having having higher marks. From, a, from an on-ice standpoint, listen, we all get out of it what we put into it. It doesn't matter what we're doing. And the one good thing that I, I, I really like about our league is our commitment on the ice and off the ice when it comes to developing a hockey player. I know that when, uh, so this year we have, uh, we have five new franchises uh, West Palm, Tahoe, Ontario, California, Wilkes-Barre, and Hershey. And when we were going through the vetting process with all of the potential new owners, we talked about all of the value added or asked about all of the value added that they were going to bring to these players to help them get to where they want to go. And if there was ever a red flag, the vetting committee would always make sure that we followed up to make sure that all of the things that we promise as a league uh, are fulfilled so that player can get to where he wants. And then um, we can get out another TikTok or Instagram or website posting that another player is committed to a Division One, Division Three, or ACHA school, depending on what level the player is at. It's always, the ball's always in our own court as far as players go, and the teams are there to support that fully. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what you know we, we love to see, right? We love to see that that these players are working with teams, that they're working together to to get things moving in the right direction, and and that's where the support has to come from. It has to come from you know at first making sure that that players are supporting themselves, and then teams are supporting players, and then you know at the the top level, you know we the league office can support those teams as they continue their mission. So looking towards what we're doing a little bit this this season with with getting some more messages out, increasing the level of communication to everyone, um, not just, you know, from from yourself and, and getting you out there, getting the face of the league out there a little bit more. But, you know, of, of all of the, the things that we've that the league has sort of worked on in the offseason, is there something that sticks in your mind as what you think is going to have the most impact come the start of the hockey season? Well, I think it peels back to uh, both of you and and Joshua Boyd, our director of media relations, as far as what we're trying to do, as far as telling our story on all of this social media and on all on all of our website. 
and just the protocols that we've put in place, the training that we've put in place with Hockey TV to give a better broadcast for both uh, parents, um, college hockey coaches, and um, a tool that we use, Instat, to help players be better. Just, just initiatives like that that we've had over the course of the summer, especially with the help of U3, uh, is going to take the USPHL at the junior level to, to, to just higher, higher ground. And folks, I want you to know that we, uh, Lucas and I are both standing right behind Bob as he said that about us. A nice thing. We forced him to, no, we're just kidding, but no, we, we've been, we've been loving working with yourself as well. And, you know, for me, we talk to organizations all the time about the word buy-in and everything. And this is something that it's been really great to have a chance to buy into that this league, this brand, I mean, to me, it's it's the fastest growing brand in junior hockey. It's it's geographically continuing to expand and expand in the right ways. Like you talked about, you talk about vetting the the new organizations that come in, talking with the folks. You look at a, a Crystal Boudreaux and, and a Bruce Boudreaux now with Brady behind the bench there in Hershey. These new teams coming into the fold, just adding value, just adding great hockey avenues for these young athletes, and now. I mean, we look at it, if I were to make the, the USPHL billboard here, right, for the for the parents listening at home, for the prospective players, for the current players, for the, the coaching staffs around the league, what, what are we putting on that billboard right now as the things we're looking forward to here in the in the 21-22 campaign? Well, I, I, listen, it all starts with we're the player's pathway to college at, at any level. Our, our job is to get uh, people to the next level. I'll give you a little taste of, uh, of something that we're doing here uh, this year. Our NCDC level has adopted a new player procurement policy that will transition this year uh, away from our uh, older policy where we had uh, two drafts, a futures draft and our entry draft and tenders to a situation where we're going to have tenders but we're going to have one draft and the one draft will be of 15 and 16 year old hockey players so 05 and 06 birth years uh, we're going to be focusing on, on those levels trying to get our message to them maybe a little bit earlier than what we have in the past um, we'll be changing some of our protection list to increase um, the younger players that we're drafting and by drafting the, the players a little bit younger, it'll give our teams an opportunity to speak to them at a very opportune time, maybe when some of our competition is not doing so. So that's just one really big thing that uh, we're doing this year uh, at the NCDC level. At the, at the youth level and at the midget level, um, we're we're using different formats this year than we have in the past. We're, uh, we're doing uh, at the youth level, we're doing a total showcase format. And at the midget level, where we have two divisions, uh, uh, a national and American level, we created a new seating process and a new scheduling process, which um, will help better facilitate uh, getting teams to the right level uh, and then allow them to schedule not just in our league, uh, but to arrange their events that they have throughout the rest of the year in a more creative and flexible fashion. So uh, we're, we're, we've tweaked some things this year. 
And uh, I mean, there's there'll, there'll be more to come. I can't wait to see it. And you talk about that player procurement trade change. I mean, parents at home that are listening, I know we get a lot of youth parents that listen in here and and are trying to plan out and map out that future. And number one, I know we talked to Jim Hunt, the great Jim Hunt, and the great Bob Mainhart last week about, you know, be careful about getting too far ahead in our planning. But we start looking now, this, this draft is not far off, especially for our 05 and 06s this year. Lucas and I always, uh, I mean, we cringe at the fact that Shrek is, they, these kids weren't around when Shrek came out, when Finding Nemo came out. These are now oldies, these movies. But you look at it, this procurement change, it it changes the game. It allows this cradle to college mantra that I know I'm always shouting about. It, it allows that to really take hold. I'm excited to see where it goes. I can't wait to see this first draft take place. Commissioner Turo, before we get to our parting words, I want to ask you one more question, and then we'll have you we'll have you close things out with us. But we we go through this whole offseason, we battle through, we get to week one here. I mean, hockey is right around the corner. I know last year your head was everywhere. You're diving all over the place, getting everything done, keeping things running, spinning plates. How excited are you to finally just sit down and watch a hockey game? How exciting is that moment going to be? I I can't wait to get onto Hockey TV, of course, one of our partners, and start watching hockey again. Um, And then get into the arenas. I mean, one of the biggest pleasures I had last year was handing out the Deneen Cup at our NCDC final that happened in Wilkes-Barre last year. So getting in the arenas is going to be a big priority for me this year. But to start out, we'll probably be watching a lot of hockey on TV. And I'm excited. I mean, listen, it just seemed like we finished up. Certainly the NHL just finished up. And here we go again. So uh, let's drop the puck and let's have some fun. Before we get to our parting words, I do have to say this is not at all propaganda from me. I mean, the commissioner, we're out in the golf course. We go, we go, uh, Bob, you're nice enough to take me out to a nice golf course, Copperhead. It's, uh, I, I don't know if I belong there, but I was happy to play it. And we go out there and, and you're, you sell me on this idea that, you know, the golf game's not all there because of how busy you've been not getting to golf as much. But the guy comes out, Lucas, I, I, I am telling no lies here. And on a par five goes driver, driver off the deck. We forced him, kind of twisted his arm and the driver off the fringe from about 60 to 80 feet, puts it within three feet, taps in for an all driver birdie. I mean, when you can run the best U.S. junior hockey, youth hockey, midget hockey brand in all the land, and you can go driver off the deck for the birdie on the par five, it's a, it's, I'm really excited to see what comes next for this league. <laughs> that was fun blind squirrel guys blind squirrel that's it that's what it's all about now let's get into our parting words lucas i know that you normally don't have parting words you have anything for us this week with the commissioner he holds true you know that's how we talk about being on brand we talk about building a brand it's a lot of what lucas and i do the james carville and, and george stephanopoulos of this whole junior hockey world and he sticks on the brand commissioner bob turo your parting words for the parents, players, and prospective future USPHL hockey participants watching along on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever they get their podcast. We're going to have a great year this year, and we're going to take everything to a different level. So keep your eye on the USPHL. Cannot wait. My parting word this week, 
And we always like to keep in line with our guests. For me this week, it's the words buy-in. And buy-in is something we've been talking with all the organizations around the USPHL about. It's something the commissioner has preached to the league as well, to the organizations, to, to our coaches, to our, our media teams, to everybody around the great USPHL nation and buy-in. For the player at home, what is buy-in? It is about to be Labor Day weekend. You know, buy-in is maybe one less piece of the, the red, white, and blue, blueberry, strawberry cake that's sitting at every barbecue that you're going to be at this weekend. Maybe it's a, a little extra time in the gym before you take the rink for your, your training camp week this week. Maybe it's hitting the classroom and hitting the books hard as a lot of our, our students start their high schools and, and, and their, their collegiate classes and their academics. We need that buy-in, right? And, and we need to be buying in each and every day. We can't wait to see the buy-in from throughout the league. You want to talk about Dan Kay's buy-in? This is what Lucas and I have taken on full-time here. We are here for you, the parent and player at home. If you have questions for the Dan K Show, you can reach out www.dankshow.com. Follow along with the USPHL on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok at USPHL at the underscore Dan K Show on all those platforms for you. Also, thank you to the Tampa Bay Juniors, you know, the state of hockey, to the Sunshine State. You can go from Minnesota down to Tampa in a quick little jaunt for sponsoring a part of this Dan K Show episode as well. We also thank the great folks at Elite Junior Profiles. You can go to www.elitejrprofiles.com for that. And also Remastered Sleep. Stop Lucas from storing. Don't let Lucas score. He'll keep you up all night. You can't work. The next day you're on a broadcast and you're losing your voice. Get your water bottle with Dan K Show 10 at checkout at www.remasteredsleep.com. Calm. Fight sleep, fight snoring with just a sip. It's simple as that. Thank you for watching the most watched show in junior hockey, over 10 million content views in the past 365 and soaring. USPHL to the moon. We thank our incredible guest, Commissioner Bob Turo, for joining us this week. Oh, hey there, hockey fans. Now, you may be noticing that Dan accidentally skipped over my academic corner, but no worries. Because as the person who edits these podcasts, well, all it takes is just plugging in a microphone and editing it in to sound seamless anyway. And I have a good message for everybody today, especially as school is getting ready to start or has just started for a number of students around the country. One of the best tips that I have at the start of the school year is to be ready to save your work. We're used to saving Word documents, Excel files, project documents. But the one thing that we really need to save are graded assignments. This is especially true for students who are preparing to enter maybe their major in the humanities or looking for a career in a job where writing skills are incredibly important. Employers are going to look for examples of your written work. And one of the best ways to do that is to save what your teachers grade and hand back to you. I have writing assignments that I've saved that are graded throughout all four years of college. This allows me to see how I improved in my writing skills and also gives me a little bit of a snapshot into the types of topics that I wrote about. So my tip for today is to make sure that when you submit these writing assignments, these essays, these short answers, these projects, make sure that you save a copy with comments and a grade from the teacher or professor. 
This will help you later down the road when applying for jobs or trying to get into more advanced classes at your college.